Welcome into the Nick State of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Danny Small, alongside my co-host, Chip Murphy. Uh, actually, we're doing a kind of maybe emergency pod is maybe giving a little too much credit, but we definitely, uh, with so little Nick's news coming out, we definitely knew we needed to uh, jump on and talk about the news that Scott Perry will be staying on for another year. He'll be going through the draft with uh, Leon Rose and kind of making a transition period. It's first reported by uh, Steve Popper of Newsday, then a bunch of people confirmed it afterwards. And I have to say, a little surprising, because a lot of times you think new uh, president comes in, new regime, they're going to clean house. Um, but obviously, there's some circumstances going on. That means the Knicks want to keep Scott Perry around. And I think I'll just, now that I kind of presented the news out there, I'll open up the floor to you, Chip, because <laughs> you, were, you were the one who was immediately, we got to record a podcast. We got to talk about this, so I'm gonna open up the floor and let you kind of give your give your uh, your thoughts on this. Yeah, it's been three hours since the news. Now about three hours. We're recording this at 1:45 on a Wednesday, and the news broke at like 10:30 or something like that. So I've calmed down a little bit, <laughs> but I was so pissed when I saw this. Like I I tweeted out like same old Knicks especially when Leon Rose put out the statement, like I've known Scott 20 years. I can't wait to keep working for him. I was just like, ah, Jesus Christ, nothing's changing. It's just same old bullshit. And I was like, fuck this team. Fuck Leon Rose. How can they keep Scott Perry in charge? Like in a, in a major role after what this team has done the past two years, 17 and 65, uh, now 21 and 45 this year. God, it just it makes no sense to keep him in charge. And I know the country, we're going through a horrible thing now, and people are going to say it's, oh, how's he going to conduct a, uh, a GM search and try and find someone to fill that void during uh, everything that's going on? That's fucking bullshit. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to believe that he's the most connected guy in the NBA on one hand, but we're also not supposed to believe that he can't find a general manager on the other. Well, I don't know how that's possible. He knows everybody in the NBA, but he can't find a new GM. Fuck that. He wanted Scott Perry. He wanted a yes man. Scott Perry is never going to tell Leon Rose no. He's just happy to have, he's just happy to have a job. It's a one-year deal. He's going to tell Leon Rose whatever he wants to hear. And all the people that are like, oh, uh, Scott Perry uh, isn't even in charge. He's not even going to – he's not even going to do anything. Well, oh, great. Scott Perry's not in charge. It's, it's the guy who has zero experience. It's the agent who's never done anything before <laughs> in executive. It would have been nice to have brought in someone with experience in the general manager role. And I know they brought in Brock Aller from Cleveland. And they're saying he's going to be up there and Leon Rose is going to trust him. But Scott Perry still has the title of GM. And I'm still putting more faith in that title of general manager. 
and I'm not going to ignore the fact that and I, people are going to ignore the fact that Scott Perry has the title general manager. That's fucking stupid. Why would you ignore that? Scott Perry is the general manager of the team. You can't ignore that. I don't care about Brock Aller being called by sources Leon Rose's second in command or whatever. Leon Rose is going to listen to Scott Perry. I, God, I just, I just wish for once. I said this when Leon Rose was hired. I just wish for once the Knicks would do something like a normal fucking team. And they just won't do it. It's the same old shit. It's just like Phil Jackson when he was hired and he wanted to revamp the front office and all they let him do was bring in Clarence Gaines. And he had holdover after holdover. All that's going to happen is Leon Rose is going to have everybody else from the previous regime and he's going to bring in Brock Aller and it's going to be the same old shit. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to fucking change. No one else new is going to come in. It's going to be the same old Knicks. And it's going to be a fucking shit show this year or next year. They're going to win 20 games. They're going to suck. And maybe Scott Perry will get thrown another bus. Maybe he won't. I don't think he's going anywhere based on the way Leon Rose talked about him. I think he likes him. I think he's sticking around. I don't know. It just, it just reminds me of every other Knicks front office move that I've ever seen. Nothing is changing. Leon Rose is just like everybody else. I lost all faith in Leon Rose. Fuck him. All right, that's. I think yeah. that's a good way to start it off. Yeah, there um, you go. I'm, Sorry, I'm not quite as as down on it as you are, actually. And I think I'm like I'm not I'm not saying this because I'm high on Steve, on Scott Perry. I think Scott Perry is, you know, I mean, like you said, 17 and 65, 21 wins this year. It's not like he's done a good job in his two years um, as GM, but I think. What he has done well is drafting. I think we definitely have to give him credit for, you know, R.J. Barrett. Obviously, he's the, he was the no-brainer at number three. But I'm sure teams were calling up to see if they could move up to get him, things like that. He got Barrett. Got to give him credit for that. Kevin Knox, the other lotto pick he had, to be determined. So much talent, but, you know, we'll stay with that. Uh, but then, obviously, we got to talk about Mitchell Robinson. Probably the best move Scott Perry has made trading Carmelo Anthony, getting back McDermott, Cantor, and the pick, which the pick became Mitchell Robinson. The pick became probably the best part of Scott Perry's tenure as GM so far. Um, I mean, just, you know, everyone knows how, how much we love Mitch and how, you know, we think so highly of him. Um, I think you got to give Scott Perry credit for that. And I don't know, like, they, they keeping him on for another year. I don't know if they would have done that if not for all the shit kind of going on in the world. So I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm carrying water for Leon Rose in the Knicks by saying I kind of give him a pass for sticking with Scott Perry, because I think just the, like the, the uncertainty of the situation, probably they're like, okay, Scott, he's a good draft guy. He knows what he's doing there. We'll just keep him on through the summer, through the draft through next season, I, I honestly – I wouldn't even be surprised if they got rid of him and cut bait before the trade deadline next year and brought in, you know, one of Leon Rose's new guys. And I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Scott Perry kind of knew the deal too. But for him, at least, it's like, all right, let's get through this draft. If he has another good draft, you know, this year, who knows? Maybe, you know, Leon Rose says, you know, we keep Scott Perry long-term, which I know people wouldn't be happy about it. But say the Knicks get the steal of the draft at number eight, and it was, you know, Scott Perry pushing for it. 
I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't think this is like the worst thing that's ever happened. Cause I think of the two that were running things before Steve Mills and Scott Perry, Mills was by far and away, like not even close, way, way, way worse than Scott Perry. I, I don't think Scott Perry was, and who knows exactly what was going on behind closed doors. Who knew, who knows whose decision it was to do what, but I think of those two, Scott Perry is the one that you can live with kind of hanging around um, because he is still GM. He still has a lot of sway and power, I'm sure. But this is Leon Rose's show now. I mean, he's the one running it. But I don't know. It's I, I like it's it was surprising to me for sure, but also not like the biggest surprise in the world just because of everything going on. Like I know, I know you you have a point that you know Leon Rose is supposed to be know everyone. He's supposed to be Mister Basketball. He shouldn't have to. You know, he should be able to be able to get his guy even amidst all the circumstances. But I don't know, I don't know what the um, I like. It didn't seem like there were a ton of guys out there who were jumping at the chance to to go get jobs. You know, we saw with Chicago, it wasn't like there were a million people trying to get jobs, you know, there. It's just, it's, it, to me, it's just a weird time. I, I can't hammer Rose too hard for this. I don't think he wanted to go get anybody though. I don't think there was a search to go look for anybody. I think he was just like, I'm going to stick with Scott because I've known him for 20 years. That's my thing on it. But no, I, I don't have a problem with, Perry sticking with the organization, I would have think they should. I think they should have demoted him to a smaller that's, role. That's tough. The guys, it, guys. I don't know if guys are going to want to get demoted though. That's just a tough, uh, a tough sell. What are teams going to be lining up to hiring fucking Scott Perry? Like, what's, no, but he, I mean, he he would get a job again. So maybe not GM, but he would definitely get yeah some kind okay. of demotion somewhere. But then let him leave. Then let him leave. <laughs> then let him go if he doesn't want to stay in his smaller role. Let him go. You gonna miss Scott Perry? I don't think so. Can't can't really I can't really argue with that. But I guess I just I think the rationale was probably they want to be able to hit in the draft, especially since you know we have no idea where they're going to be drafting. You know who's going to be available, anything like that. Still so wide open. Um, I guess they just wanted that experience there, you know, to help Rose along. Because I guess, you know, we, you mentioned Barack Aller before. I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but um, no, it's Aller. It's Aller. Aller. I thought it was a. I thought it was Aller too. It's Aller. Okay. Or it was Aller on the on Macri had the Cleveland guys on his podcast. Oh, okay. Right. So yeah. Brock Aller. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess he'll be, you know, quote unquote, right hand man of Leon Rose, you know, whatever. But he seems to me, at least what I've read, he seems to be more of like a capologist and not necessarily like a, he's like a salary cap guru, not like a like a draft guy type. So um, I guess yeah, keeping, keeping Perry around to be like you know their draft guy, and then having Aller as you know the salary cap, you know maybe like free agency guy. I could see it, you know, being okay for now. Because, I mean, say what you want about Scott Perry, but he has, you know, I talked about the Knicks ones, but, you know, De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento, like, and I know there was nothing, I don't, I don't think he had anything too great in uh, Orlando when he was there, but he's had some decent drafts. Um, I, I think if there was anything Perry's, you know, good at as an executive, I think it's spotting talent, which the he Knicks. He was there when Aaron Gordon was picked, right? 
Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if it was Aaron Gordon because I, I remember Alfred Payton, who, I mean, say what you want about Payton. He, he's, a, he's a starting caliber NBA guard. And if you get him at the draft, wherever they took him, like 13 or whatever, that's not a terrible pick. The Aaron Gordon thing is tricky because some people would probably view that as a miss with Aaron mm-hmm. Gordon because he was picked yeah, so high. So high. But again, I, like, I, I don't think anyone – you could look at that and say that was a bad pick by Scott Perry. Um, yeah. I, you know, knowing, knowing what we knew at the time and even knowing what we know now. Yeah. But he was picked – I mean, he was uh, – Gordon went fourth in 2014 – Went ahead of Exum was fifth, Smart six, Randall seven, Stauskas, Vonley nine, Peyton ten, Dermot, Sarich, Zach Levine thirteen, Warren fourteen. So he didn't really, I mean, in terms of like lottery, he didn't miss out on anybody unless you want to say Levine, but Levine went 13th. So a lot of teams. Yeah, that was like a lot. A lot of teams yeah. passed on that, and that's not even like like Levine's a good player, but that's not like a Donovan Mitchell situation. Yeah, it's not disastrous. Player, you know, or you know, one of the best players from his draft. If Zach Levine is on the Magic right now. The Magic are still the eight seed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't change mm-hmm. their fortunes yeah. all that much. If anything, they might be not lower. You know, not even in the yeah. playoffs, but yeah, they might be lower because they couldn't be able to guard. Yeah, <laughs> if they had him, Jack Levine, their defense wouldn't be near as good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I I understand. Like I understand your frustration with with Scott Perry sticking around because I think after these last two seasons, like it's it's understandable to think clean house, get everyone out, complete redo. But I think there's just been so many you know strange things in the NBA world and beyond that have made, you know, Scott Perry's future safer. No, I understand I, I sound irrational, but I never sound like this. I always feel like I'm rational. I, I try and be as rational as possible. But I feel like if, if, things, were, if things really were going to change with the Knicks, Leon Rose would have to take a machete to that front office, like be the one guy who had ever that's, done that. That's fair. So, that's fair. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I, like after – everything was shut down, everything. I was like kind of thinking back to like where I was at like certain times and like reading some of my old stuff. And like, I remember like I was, you know, and I wasn't alone. I was all in on Fisdale. I was like, yeah, I think he's probably the guy like, you know, he did well, he did well, you know, for a season in, in Memphis and then injuries screwed him over. Like I was convinced I was like, you know, he gets along with Porzingis already. Like I was like, okay, this is good. And that, you know, look how fast that that unraveled um and i, I don't know i i i, I want to be a little more cautious with uh leon rose like i don't want to say like oh it's going to turn around like definitely but i don't know if this is the uh like this is the the move where i was like okay this i don't know if leon rose was the guy like i i still feel like i i want to give him the benefit of the doubt i don't know maybe i'm maybe I don't know. I, I did say I've, I've lost all confidence in him. I don't know. Shit, but, man. I, but the thing is, if, if Leon Rose is terrible and this doesn't work out, we can go back to this and we can say Chip was on. Like, everyone else was still, like, believing Leon Rose and, and Chip was ahead of the curve. 
the thing is when he when he was hired i i was pissed and i went off on him and then when he hired brock brock aller an outs an actual outsider to come in and work for the team i was like holy shit this is great news and i was high and i was high on the whole situation and i'm actually positive and then this like right away like right after it like he's trying to sneak it in too on like a weird at like a weird time at 10:30 on a wednesday they released that weird statement it's just weird i like i said i guess what bothers me uh one of the things that bothers me most is that the Knicks just can't do anything like a regular successful team does. They can't just, they can't just be normal. I just wish the Knicks would be normal and do something normal. This yeah. isn't, ju- this isn't how successful teams do things. So I, I just wish they do things like successful teams and I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it definitely is weird. It definitely is weird to keep, uh, to keep Scott Perry around. Cause I think, Everyone thought he was gone, you know, as the season was ending. But it's – I don't know. It's just its just a weird thing. I guess uh, it just popped in my head um, thinking about, you know, the Knicks being run like a competent franchise. I think – isn't it on Sunday, episode six of The Last Dance is supposed to be the like one. centered around the Knicks-Bulls rivalry, right? Hopefully we get some – uh, Ewing and then some Van Gundy interviews. That'd be cool. And I assume Oakley will be on there. Yeah. Oh, he has to be right. I mean, you know, he was, he played for both teams. He, yeah. He was there, you know, before they took off and then he was there, you know, in the nineties with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we all know, anyone who listens to this podcast knows we, we don't want to talk about uh, Charles Oakley. <laughs> no Knicks fans are very high on Charles Oakley right now. No, not, not at all. No. I wonder I wonder if he's gonna slander Patrick Ewing at all in the in the last dance. Yeah. Jesus. That would be you know, wait. No, that must have been recorded before he completely had, had, went off the deep end. Had right? to be, yeah, had to be like before all yeah. this this recent like oh Pat Ewing, he yeah. was never good. He was never that good. Like yeah, he was the that. one teammate to speak poorly of Patrick yeah. Ewing in his history. Yeah, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, I guess that's probably all we have today for the Scott Perry stuff. As you can see, got Chip a little fired up, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm playing, I'm middleman Dan with this whole thing saying, well, it's not the great, the greatest thing, but it's not the worst thing. I think it's probably better off to stake your, uh, stake your claim and, and stick with it. So in a year when the Leon Rose era is crumbling in, in New York, we can come back to this and say Chip was ahead of the curve. The only thing that could get me this fired up again is if Alfred Payton, like, signs an extension or something. That yeah. would really like if, if that happens, we're, we're yeah. recording immediately. <laughs> a emergency podcast. Absolutely. That's an emergency podcast for sure. Yeah, 100%. 100%. This was just a uh, like a, a, a warning advisory or I, I don't know. This one notch below emergency pod. Yeah.